This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Lemsdahl, and my guest this week is Gene Smith. Gene serves as a Senior Vice President and Athletic Director at The Ohio State University. Smith is a former student athlete and coach who has earned a reputation for advocating for student athletes and increasing the support they receive. Smith was intimately involved in the crafting of the name, image, and likeness, NIL. With the NCAA, legislation was a fierce advocate for student athletes to have the opportunity to train and compete during the pandemic. Gene, welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate the opportunity to be here. You bet. So one question I ask every single guest is, what's one thing people might not know about you? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of people read about me or things of that nature, but probably don't know that I'm really blessed to be from the east side of Cleveland and would not have had the opportunity to get an education where not for sports. Uh, My dad was an electrical contractor, and by the time I was five years old, all the way to going to college, I I aspired to to be an electrician. So I had my electrician's apprenticeship uh, at the age of 15. Technically, I couldn't get certification until 16, but I had met all the requirements. My goal was to go to a two-year school and become a a full-time electrician, which is why I like construction a lot. Yeah, well, you you were doing plenty of construction, physically or not physically. Uh, there's there's plenty of going on at at Ohio State specifically in the athletic department. But you know, one of the things that I do want to focus on today is is about the NIL. Uh, but for the for the few people that don't know about NIL, maybe give them a quick summary of what that consists of. Yeah, NIL is uh, name, image, and likeness. It's really an opportunity for our student athletes to take advantage of their personal brand, their personal persona, and find a way for them to monetize that. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. I personally look at it as a great educational opportunity for our, our young people, everywhere from learning what you put on social media, because that's part of your brand. We've always taught our student athletes that human resource directors look at your social media. So if you do something inappropriate in that space, it reflects on you negatively. So do things that are positive. And so we've really tried to help them learn how to build their brand. And then ultimately now name, image, and likeness allows them to monetize that. And that might be doing sponsorships with a local restaurant or doing a a local car dealership or whatever you're interested in. That might be doing camps or clinics, whatever it is. But while our student athletes are in college, it is a time for them to develop their persona, who they are, their brand. And and it's at that time where they have a chance to, to monetize it. Many of them don't go pro or get an opportunity to chase the Olympics. So it's a critical time when they can optimize their, their opportunities in that space. And I appreciate that too, because like you said, there's a lot of them that don't go pro. They're going to go pro in something else other than the sport that they're in today. That's right. And so how do you create the biggest impact for for their brand to 
maybe if it's a charity that they're involved in, maybe it's it's helping out others, maybe it's getting the most amount of funds possible, the way to monetize what you're at, uh, where you're at, right. to set yourself up for success in the future. And you know, one thing that I heard you talk about at at the event that I attended was around the student debt. Right. Uh, you know, what is the current student debt on the, from the athletic side at Ohio State? Yeah, so many of our student athletes are on partial scholarships. There's a number that are on full ride scholarships, your football, your basketballs, and, and some other uh, student athletes, but major- majority of them are on partial, meaning they only get 10%, 15%, or 25% of their scholarship cover. So typically they'll leave with anywhere from twenty-four to $25,000 in debt once they graduate. Uh, name, image, and likeness allows them to mitigate that to some degree, some to a great degree. We have a you know, lacrosse player that's excellently in this space. He's a creator and uh, uh, really does well. And so a number of our student athletes uh, are able to decrease the debt that they would normally have by uh, earning dollars through name, image, and likeness. The other piece of it is they're learning financial management. We already have a financial literacy program that they're required to go through, but uh, this uh, takes them to another level because they're actually handling the money. This is no longer monopoly money. This is real money and and paying taxes. You know, majority of them, super majority of them never paid taxes before. So learning what that means. And, and if you get a sponsorship deal and that sponsor pays you $5,000, they're normally paying you in gross. So you have to hold back 40% or whatever it is for your for your taxes as opposed to spending it all and then searching for it uh, once the tax person comes around. So it's a, uh, it's a great opportunity for young people to mitigate their debt and, and learn a little bit more about financial literacy. I love that, that you're touching on financial literacy. You know, I first got out of school and I actually, my first gig out of school was uh, I worked with a guy named Roland Williams. He was a tight end for the St. Louis Rams. And we taught life skills to underprivileged youth mm. in Rochester, New York, and in St. Louis, where he was at at the time. And I think that is important because yes. it's, you know, what's your credit score and how do you pay taxes? And what should you do? How are you going to be a, a professional outside of right. of your sport? Because and we'd bring in the leaders from from that um, the corporate world as well, right. and we'd bring in like American gladiators and crazy people as well. But that's good, you know. I think it's a yeah. I think it's but you you have to have fun enjoying that process and and guiding these people, regardless if they're professional athletes, collegiate athletes, or or kids still in high school. Right. It's how are you prepping them for that success. That's right. And so true. So tell me more about that. Cause you said that uh, one thing I also heard was Ryan day mentioned to keep that team intact at the, as the head, he's the head football coach at Ohio state. He said it takes about $13 million to keep that team intact, which is a crazy amount of money. Yeah, it is. But how are you continuing to develop that group? Maybe share the importance of building their brand from, from day one. Hey, I'm committing at Ohio state. To how do you pay your taxes? How do you have a business plan? How do you create success for the future? Is is there something at Ohio State that you guys are developing or or how does that look like? Yeah, we've always had a leadership institute that uh, requires our student athletes to go through eight sessions on financial literacy, resume writing. We actually require all of our sophomores to have resumes. It's mandatory. And so we have a, an educational platform that is really important. And with this, we just added NIL. And, and so 
uh, when Ryan was talking about the 13 million, he was talking about, you know, if you had a football team that every athlete was earning something in the NIL space based upon uh, their position and their persona and things of that nature, his analysis was that you need about 13 million. And so that comes through uh, corporate relationships. You know, we got a couple of athletes uh, do a deal with Express, we had an athlete do a deal with Donato's, we had an athlete do a deal uh, with Heartland Bank. And, and so taking advantage of the community uh, interests in our athletes, and some of them were tied to charities. Some of the corporations were paying the student athletes to participate in their charitable initiatives. And so trying to make sure that we teach our student athletes that when you make a commitment, you need to understand what that accountability is. What's beautiful for us is athletes get that anyway. So if you commit to doing, you know, three or four Instagram stories uh, a month, or you commit to show up to X number of events uh, over a three-month period, that accountability is there. Our athletes get it. They know how to do that. And, and so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's another layer of education that our student athletes benefit from. And we, f- we focus on that in our Leadership Institute. In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. I think there's so many parallels, and I was collegiate athlete, not not at Ohio State, I wouldn't have cut it, but there are so many parallels between collegiate sports and the real world and mm-hmm. in, in the mm-hmm. professional work life and True. dedication and commitment and mindset and perseverance. And right. I just, I love that you guys have that, that group that not just will focus on the NIL, but the financial literacy and, and kind of having that holistic journey to making sure that collegiate athlete is not just successful at Ohio State University, but they're moving forward. So I really appreciate that. That's so important. You know, the, I was a part of this and many of my guys that I played with and other athletes across the country, many of the things you didn't realize what you learned through sport participation and competition until you were out of college. And our focus has always been to help our student athletes learn in the moment what they're learning through sport understanding pressure, understanding how to get back up once you fail, understanding, you know, what success means. And when you do realize success, what does that mean? The perseverance and all those type of things. When we ask our student athletes, if you have an eight o'clock job, what time do you show up? You know, they're going to show up at 745. And so that that's something that's embedded uh, in their experiences but teaching them that while they're having those experiences is where we, we, we have an opportunity to give them an edge, particularly when they go interview for jobs. 
And so they, because they can demonstrate, they can articulate moments through sport participation and competition where they experience certain things that allow them to be able to transition into the work environment. Uh, we do a lot of internships. We do a lot of uh, shadowing for student athletes so that they can understand what it means to be in a workplace because many of them didn't work at all throughout their K-12 experience. So our, our leadership institute is strong in that. That's great. So switching over to the recruiting side, obviously Ohio State and in all all departments and all all sports, uh, you want to have the best athletes and you want to bring in the top tier hundred athletes per sport. It's right. just not going to happen. And and it's crazy now because some of the athletes are deciding based off of that highest bidder. They're right. saying, "What can you get me? What are the five things, or what's the highest amount that you can provide me?" over my three-year, four-year, five-year term. So, you know, I guess when it comes to Ohio State, how are you making sure that you're not falling into saying, hey, we're going to give you, obviously you can't say, I'm going to give you right. $6 million over this amount of time because it's the relationship that's built between the the corporate organizations. But how are you portraying that to that prospect and staying true to that standard of excellence that you guys are have at Ohio State University. Yeah, and that, that, that's a great segue. That's part of who we are. We, we talk about character. We talk about integrity and that that is a life lesson for you that you'll carry wherever you go. If you go pro or wherever if you go to, to work somewhere, your character and your integrity are critical along with your talent. And so uh, what we try and help them understand is there's there's schools in the in the industry who are offering inducements. They're violating uh, NCAA rules and, and offering you a package. Uh, we don't do that. Uh, what we do is share with you what your your what our environment can offer you if you do the right things and and you have the capacity to do some things in the NIL space. We can't tell you what those dollar figures are. But what happens for us as long as we do what we're supposed to do with our current student athletes, that conversation happens in the locker room. You know, we have, you know, a number of student athletes that are well over a million dollars in, in what they earn through NIL. And that information is shared. When a recruit comes to campus, they're spending more time with our athletes than they are with our coaches or administrators. So the athletes tell them. And, and you know, many of our, our, our student athletes have cars through car sponsorship relationships. And so they'll tell them about that. Some of them have apartment deals where they're only uh, paying their utilities and not their, not paying rent. So because they're doing apartment uh, NIL deals. And so there's the student athletes tell them, you know, this is what, this is what you're capable of earning. If you're at the Ohio state university, if you take advantage of the programs and you build your brand and your persona the right way. So uh, we try and, and share with them that this is how it works here. Uh, while there's probably, I don't know, five or six schools out there that are, you know, breaking rules and, and things of that nature, we're not going to go there. And, and that's, uh, that's just who we are. Yeah, you still want to compete. You still want to give them the best foot forward and say, I'm going to give you every opportunity to succeed. Right. Academically, athletically, and and with the conversations with NIL. but if you go past past the line and outside the borders, then you're going to get your hand slapped at some time. Right. And that's just not, that's not the Ohio state way. No, it's not. And, and that's not who you should be. I mean, when you 
when you make that move to enter into that space, you're 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 joining uh, that behavior. You're, and so, you know, I've heard about and, and haven't seen, but I've heard about some agreements that schools or lawyers are making. And, and uh, at the end of the day, are those truly firm contractual agreements? If you tell your, tell your ACL, are they still going to pay you? And so they're, so they're paying you this, this agreement. They're doing this agreement based upon a persona that you don't you haven't even developed yet. And so I, there's a lot of issues around um, the inducements that are happening. And and I, you know, I always tell everyone in the media, my colleagues and everywhere, it's not happening everywhere. We only read about the few and it seems like it's everywhere, but it's not. And so we just got to keep it in perspective. But at the end of the day, that's the level we're competing at. And so we have to have a strategy to combat it. Yeah. When you're bringing in these, these prospective players, regardless of the sport, I like that you're bringing in the the current athletes into that conversation. You're putting your arm around them and saying, Hey, this is what our expectation of, of you. Yeah. You're going to be a great athlete in high school mm-hmm. and congratulations. You are a top 50, top hundred athlete. But here's our expectations. Here's where we're going to compete. And here's what we can do. You know, when it comes to athletes that are currently inside Ohio State, the transfer portal is is a little bit bonkers. And it's all the new rules are, are making it a little bit crazy. So with everything that you're doing for that student athlete in that whole holistic conversation that we're having, how are you minimizing the risk of players transferring to that next that next company or that next uh, university? The transfer rule has been in place for a super majority of our sports for a long time. And when it came in play for these new, these five sports, you know, which is football and, and basketball, and a couple of others, uh, I actually told our coaches, you need to go talk to your colleagues, you know, in the soccer program and baseball and others, because they've been going through it for a long time. And so the critical piece of that is to make sure you recruit with character and you make sure you have an environment that young people don't want to leave. Now, if someone wants to leave, and I've always said this with the other sports that where transfers exist before, if someone wants to leave because of true playing time, that's different. If they reach the level and they realize they can't play at the Ohio State University and someone's passed them up, but they want to play, and they want to transfer to a school where they can play, let them go. I've always said that. But if they're leaving because they're unhappy or we mistreated them or something of that nature, that's a problem. Don't look at them. Look at us. What did we do wrong? And so we are blessed that our coaches uh, embrace that concept. And uh, we do our best to try and make sure that in our circle of care, we call it, student athletes are well taken care of and they enjoy their experience and their parents enjoy their experience. But at the end of the day, when they're ready to transfer, we try and uh, uh, make sure that it's for the right reasons. Got it. I appreciate that answer. And, you know, bringing it back to money real quick, I actually had the opportunity to to sit next to and spend a day with Floyd Little, uh, now Hall of Famer, and for the, for the Denver Broncos. And he was talking about his playing days and he's like, man, I cashed my checks at the Seven Eleven. Yeah, <laughs> at, at the very beginning, I got a Slurpee and a beef stick, and I had enough to get me through the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's great. And just hearing that story, I'm like, man, this is a Hall of Famer 
who now pray, probably makes you know way more money than he is now outside right, of right. Out athletics. But it's crazy on how how things have changed in that time. But you did touch on circle of care. How does that how does that align with circle of care? Or what does circle of care uh, mean in Ohio State? Yeah, so I've always been a proponent that everyone who works in the athletic department works for the student athlete. And so in today's world, when student athletes are are struggling with the issue or looking for some help, it's not always from the coach who recruited them, or it might not always be from the athletic trainer. It might be from the strength coach, or it might be from the academic advisor. It might be from the compliance officer. It might be from the sports nutritionist or the sports psychologist. So everyone that touches the student athlete in some form or fashion is in that circle of care. You know, our faculty athletic representative, the administrator for the sport, the director of operations, all these people are are in touch with that student athlete in some form or fashion. So that student athlete has someone that she or he feels comfortable talking to about a particular issue. And all their issues are different. And they might have a different person that they feel comfortable talking about based upon talking to based upon that issue. So in this day and age, particularly around mental health, student athletes may be having problems at home, maybe having, um, you know, identification problems with their sexuality or whatever it might be. In that circle of care, they should be able to find a person that they're comfortable going to and talking about it. Today, if a student athlete has a bad practice, uh, somebody in that circle of care might know why. And so uh, you just want to make sure everyone is attentive and the student athlete understands that all those people are there for her or him if they need help. Yeah, I appreciate that. And one of the pillars that you have is around mental health. And it's now more important than ever. And it's it's getting a, a bigger impression online, which is great. Uh, you currently have four full-time sports psychologists now, which I think is amazing. And one, you know, how does, how is that impacting your athletes today? I, you know, one of the athletes that we, the, the biggest name right now is, is Harry Miller kind of going out and talking about how he struggled and he, he went around and, and talking about online. It looks like he's looking to, to write a book as well about it, but sometimes it just takes that extra person and willingness to, to hear that person out and the opportunity to listen. Right. And if you're not listening, then, then you don't know what else is going on in that person's world. So, you know, why, why was that so impactful to have that mental health as one of your pillars? Years ago, we, we started paying attention to it and getting educated on it. And we started adding sports psychologists to our team because they're the experts. And while we were reading and getting educated, uh, we still needed experts in our space. And so experts who train our our coaches, our strength coaches, our trainers, uh, administrators, they train us on what to look for. And what you said is critical listening. We can't diagnose. We can't you know, offer, you know, sports psychologist type advice, but we can listen and refer. And we can pay attention to behaviors and uh, triggers and things of that nature. So being sensitive to the fact that an individual is going through a challenge and referring them to the expert uh, is so important, is so important. And, and, and having the right approach and demeanor as you're dealing with those that listening in, in that moment. And so 
really, really important. Today's uh, young people uh, have so many stressors in their lives and, and uh, social media is one of them. And, and so how do we make sure that uh, we're there to provide that care? And uh, fortunately, uh, with, with Harry Miller, the example you used, uh, Ryan Day was there and, and our sports psychiatrist uh, was there. And so we had people surrounding him that they care. Yeah, it's 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 great. And like you said, the the listening and, and paying attention of what's being said and what's not being said, because if you can go past uh, what's not being said, you can have a, a larger impact in that person's life. And, and maybe nobody obviously I'm in I'm in customer service, customer experience side. Nobody brings you don't come into work and, and bring just the the senior vice president, head of athletics uh, to work. You bring your whole life to work. And the same is true with athletics. Uh, You bring your whole life to work. uh, And, and sometimes that is overwhelming and, and hard. That's right. That's exactly right. So you have to, everyone you hope uh, with these young people understands that exactly what you said, they, they, besides their athleticism, besides their academics, they got a a number of other things that they're dealing with in their lives. And and so it could be a financial thing, whatever it is, we just need to be there for. Great. Appreciate that. So I have uh, wrap up every podcast with two questions. The, The first one is what book or person has influenced you the most in the past year? So I'll pause there. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm blessed. My, uh, you know, my wife, uh, Sheila Smith, who was on the Olympics in 76 for Canada. She was a uh, head uh, basketball coach at UNLV and athletic administrator at UNLV and an expert fundraiser over the years and at different places. And, you know, she inspires me every year. You know, it, it, that doesn't change for me. Uh, there's no new person, you know, that, that I meet that inspires me. And she inspires me all the time. And, and, you know, besides my, our children and grandchildren, uh, she's the one. Very cool, man. It's awesome answer. Yeah. Uh, so the second one I got for you is if you leave a note to every college athlete who's or potential college athlete who's interested in Ohio State, what would you say to them? I would say to them, focus on self-awareness. I believe that people need to be really introspective and be self-aware. Is so critical. How can you manage others or have relationships with others if you're not truly in touch with yourself? So I would say study self-awareness and become self-aware. Sound advice. Uh, what's the best way if somebody, a corporate person, uh, was interested in maybe learning a little bit more about NIL from uh, the Ohio State University, how do I get in touch or how do they get in touch or where do they learn more information? Yeah. So, um, Carrie Hoyt, H O Y T is a person that oversees NIL. Uh, you can go to OhioStateBuckeyes.com. You can find her on our staff directory, but you can also find more information about NIL underneath the athletic link, uh, at OhioStateBuckeyes.com. You can click on NIL, it'll give you all the guidelines and, and all of our programming in place. Great, Gene Smith. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Mike. Uh, enjoyed the conversation and wishing you guys nothing but success. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Hey, listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing this episode with them. And last, if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, you can go to press1fornick.com forward slash podcast. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Press 1 for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.